재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Well, some major political news here in Korea. The National Assembly Speaker Chung Hee-wa indicating that he would push the uh, anti-terror legislation pending in the National Assembly here for a vote. The opposition still vehemently opposed to it, saying they demand a free and open debate on that issue. We have something somewhat similar going on in France, where the National Assembly there voted in favor of a highly controversial bill for constitutional reforms, which would introduce a state of emergency clause that would widen the state's anti-terrorism powers. To learn more about the changes that are entailed in this amendment, as well as address some of the civil liberties concerns, which are always inherent in legislations such as these, we're very pleased to have joining us from the University of Leeds, politics professor Jocelyn Evans. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us, uh, Professor. First, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, could you tell us what the changes that are specifically called for in the French Constitution uh, following the latest amendment and what new powers they would grant to the authorities in terms of combating terrorism? So it's worth saying to start off that the law has been passed in the lower chamber, the National Assembly, um, now because amending the Constitution is a, is a big change uh, in, in the French political system. It needs to go to the upper chamber, the Senate, uh, in March, and then there will be a meeting of what's called the Congress, so that's the, the, the Senate and the National Assembly together, uh, and there it needs to get a uh, three-fifths majority. So it's not adopted yet, but the big hurdle was to get it through the National Assembly. Mm-hmm. Essentially, there are two articles that it introduced. The first is what you've mentioned already, the state of emergency is now being brought into the Constitution. Currently, the Constitution only covers what would be regarded as a state of war, uh, where powers are transferred from uh, the state into the police and security services rather than the standard democratic judicial system. Uh, That hasn't been hugely controversial. It was accepted very strongly by those that voted on it in the National Assembly, mm. got an 80% majority. So uh, that is, a, a, is a, a renewal of the Constitution to reflect the current security concerns. But as you said, there are some civil liberties concerns that go with it. Uh, Article 2, and this is the more controversial one, is the ability now within the Constitution to strip dual nationals, those with French and a foreign nationality, of their French nationality if they have been found guilty of crimes such as terrorism or other acts of aggression against the French state. And this is the one that has got more coverage because now in the Constitution it is seen by its critics as there being two tiers of French citizenship, those who are pure French and then those who have a dual nationality against whom there is a legal procedure which doesn't apply to French people. Um, the Declaration of Universal Declaration of Human Rights says that you have to have a nationality, a state cannot strip you of your own nationality. That can't be done to French people with a single nationality, but it can now be done to somebody who has dual nationality. So this is the one that is the most controversial in terms of the message it seems to be sending to a significant minority within the French population. There's obviously been some political backlash to this, uh, Professor. It did result in the resignation of uh, the French Justice Minister, Christian yes. Taubira. Do, do, does, despite all the political controversy, as you uh, can see where the, uh, the French legislators are navigating through this process, that uh, it is more likely than not they will be able to pass most of what they've been wanting to? It seems, yes, the National Assembly, because the majority, the socialist and left-wing majority within the Assembly itself was highly divided, particularly on the nationality clause, uh, that could have been the difficulty. 
but there was always a large group of the opposition uh, Republican Party uh, and centrists who were willing to support it. So as long as they were on board, that got through. Now that it's through the National Assembly, it does look very likely that the Senate, there will be a strong majority behind it. And then given both houses have already voted, it would be extremely unlikely that the, the Congress of Parliament uh, that would meet uh, joining the two together would suddenly then decide not to support it. There's a sh small possibility it might not reach the 60% majority that it needs, but again, that seems very unlikely. The key problem for the uh, left is in justifying to its own party and its own supporters mm. why it feels that what are regarded as potentially quite oppressive changes to the Constitution are merited. Um, the, the socialist and François Hollande himself would say that in one sense this is a symbolic act to show mm. that France is willing to defend itself against a new type of, of aggressor. Uh, it is also something which it would not itself intends to implement aggressively. That is, now it's in the Constitution, there are a series of laws, standard laws, that can be enacted, and the socialists themselves would not want to enact anything that was seen as, as, as oppressive or indeed authoritarian. However, the concern is, in the future, now that these areas are in the Constitution, and it gives the executive power over those areas that it didn't previously have, or at least not enshrined in the Constitution, then what would future governments do, how could they interpret it, and how could they use it in a more draconian or oppressive fashion. That's what the civil liberties groups right. are particularly concerned about. Now, there are people who will be naturally concerned about civil liberties, uh, the, the fear that this could be exploited by a future government, maybe a, a, a government that is not socialist and maybe more inclined to perhaps uh, use these uh, powers in a way that um, much of the populace would not want, but also that school of thought, Professor, of, well, ISIS, and this is a group that uh, seems to be the trigger for all this, their ultimate goal is to build a caliphate, to have a holy war, and part of that goal would be to alienate, disenfranchise uh, the various Muslims living in all parts of the world, including in France, and this plays into their hands. Um, how would you address that argument? Well, in one sense, it's, it's undeniable that this conforms to exactly what ISIS would want to see. That is, that they are having a, a strong impact in the countries against which they're, they're targeting their, their acts of terror. That is, clearly the state of emergency France has at the moment shows that in the short term there is a concern over the threats from ISIS, but in the longer term the fact that the constitution is being revised would give credence to, their, to that position. However, it's, it's worth saying that the changes to the constitution that are occurring now, these were proposed well before ISIS had come into being. These were proposed back in 2007 as just a a, a shift in the focus of the Constitution to address a broader sense of internal uh, security and, and the threat of internal acts of aggression. So ISIS can't take credit for in producing the, the, the invention of this, of this change of the Constitution. Right. However, in implementing it now, in a time when there is significant tension between uh, the French population and a minority of disenfranchised and highly dissatisfied group, that is the French Muslim group, uh, immigrant groups, but also second and third generation immigrant groups there, it is true that this constitutional change does indicate that France, the French state is looking in a different way at one group of the French population as regards the other group of the French population. Now, the French left will come back and say, we've made this symbolic change just for a tiny minority of radicalized and potentially um, uh, a terrorist group within 
French society, but a very, very, very small group within that minority itself. And they would also point to the fact that they've just introduced new laws that are speeding up administrative checks on residency permits, they're speeding up the legal proceedings of refugee uh, and other migrant groups, so that the legislation they're introducing at the standard level, if you like, through the National Assembly, is very much targeted at improving the situation of those groups and of refugees. So they would say that if we, if we were minded to be more oppressive towards that group and to divide it from society, we wouldn't be implementing these, these particular legislative changes. Yeah, certainly, as you've eloquently pointed out, this is certainly uh, not as simplistic an issue uh, as people would just simply say passing anti-terror uh, laws or changes to the Constitution and, of course, uh, whether that would uh, violate civil liberties. It really does go a lot deeper than that. Uh, that is all the time we have. Professor Evans, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Soul City News is up next.